will find you. And I will kill you. Oh, I am the walrus. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Just been revoked. Open the pod bay doors, huh? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Because it is my name! I see Dave. <laughs> Today, Junior! Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? The price is wrong, bitch. Chose the wrong one here. <laughs> there we go. Tries to prove that you can be a critic without being a cynic. And as you can see, this week we've changed things up a little bit. Leslie's got the background, and <laughs> I have the non filtered background. But that's because I am moving things around right now, currently. And uh, also, where light is coming in, it doesn't work well with the green screen. So, and you're having a lighting issue kind of yourself, too, aren't you? Yeah, I also switched out um, my layout, like rearranged where I have everything, and the lighting is just not where I want it to be right now, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, well, we're getting there, uh, as usual. Yeah, these were, these were pretty much my options, how it looks. <laughs> no light whatsoever, just kind of creepy in the dark. Well, you know, like I said before we started recording, this is the appearance of the rare emo Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so this week uh, we are discussing Picard uh, Season 2, Episode 4. Uh, we're also going to be talking about No Exit, a film currently streaming on Hulu. Uh, but before we kind of get into um, that type of stuff, I have to do a bit of an angry rant, uh, as I forewarned Leslie bef- beforehand, Um most actually during the week uh, when I saw this uh, and it directly imp- uh, is involved with uh, Picard in our episode last week. So uh, before we get into that, as usual, uh, if you want to share us out on your uh, social medias, help spread the word, you know, help draw people here to, uh, to the podcast, it'd be much appreciated and always likes and comments, uh, or even dislikes, if you don't like what we got to say, uh, are always welcome. And, uh, you know, you can follow us on our social media on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, pretty much the the podcast name that's up there on the screen is what you guys search for, and you'll find it. And uh, we're also on uh, iTunes, Audible, uh, Podbean, basically wherever you can get the audio versions of this if you're listening to it on the audio side only. Um, so with that stuff out of the way... Um, I kind of want to do an angry rant at CBS or Paramount or whoever, oh. um, <laughs> whoever is responsible for this. Now, uh, to give some, you know, 
fair way uh, with this, like, or some leniency with this. Uh, I will say that this was probably not caused by anyone personally. That this was it was an probably algorithm. a bot. Yeah, yeah, uh, an algorithm that they have to track down any uh, video or audio uh, playing of anything that's like Star Trek or CBS property related. Um, so if you were watching us on YouTube last week, we were playing the trailer in the background while we were discussing episodes two and three of Picard, uh, just to kind of have something in there to give reference to what we were talking to. And also as we no, were, no audio. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't playing the audio to it. Uh, we weren't point playing full length episodes or anything like that. Uh, we were put it playing what is up on YouTube and has been shared and reacted to hundreds of times by other people. Um, so we were, you know, just having it on there as a reference and we caught some things that were kind of in the trailer that, uh, also were part of the conversation that we were having and some things that we were theorizing on, uh, as we were discussing those two episodes and after, um, after the episode processed, uh, we got a copyright claim. Now it doesn't impact us, uh, primarily because we're not monetized right now, uh, nor will we be in the near future. So, you know, nice try CBS. You ain't getting any money off of that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a matter of principle to myself. Um, especially, especially with the fact that I think outside of Star Trek discovery, uh, we are some of the last few people who defend Star Trek or current Trek. Let's, let's say that let's be more clear about that. Uh, anything post, uh, JJ Abrams films, Star Trek outside of, again, outside of discovery. Uh, I know you haven't watched prodigy, but I really like prodigy and we've both, although we've had issues, we both are generally favorable to Picard. Um, mm. And there is kind of a disconnect or the best way I can say it is kind of a fan relations problem that CBS or Paramount has currently um, where they are getting more hate than they are praise um, from YouTubers, from streamers, from social media in general. Um, so when you... Again, uh, the royal you, not not like someone specific at CBS. But when you have these kind of constraints, well, I understand they they um, serve a purpose for uh, IP protection and making sure people aren't just streaming episodes of Star Trek for free without any commentary or uh, fair use um, to it. When you do have an algorithm or a bot, or even if it was a manual uh, catch and copyright, I don't think you want to start really, especially when it's a trailer, I don't think you want to start striking, or not even striking, but claiming, because it's not a strike, so we don't have to worry about that, um, that aspect of it. But my, my opinion of it is you already have this fan relations issue right now, where you don't have people who are generally open to new Trek. And, uh, and I've done some, you know, swaying with discovery where I think now it's kind of finding its footing. Uh, it's, it's fixing some of the problems, but it still has a bunch of other problems that need to be addressed. But for the most part, uh, 
it's it's gotten better compared to the especially the first two seasons because of their just contradictions with canon and continuity and uh, disrespecting fans uh, in general. But um, I I don't think you want to start whether they're they're criticizing it or they're praising it. I don't think you want to start having claims out there. When people are are using it in fair use and are using it and talking about it positively, or even just talking about it, because as we all know, with the um, the golden rule of of um, PR, there is no such thing as bad PR. Uh, because if people are talking about you, you're relevant, and that's uh, that's the thing that uh, anyone in in public relations really cares about is that hey, there's people buzzing about it. Um, but I, I really don't like that we had it muted. We had it on a loop. It was the same trailer. Uh, we were picking points out of it that were relevant to this discussion we were having. We both uh, access Paramount Plus uh, through legal means. Um, so, you know, it's not like we were, we were pirating anything. It was also a video that is up on YouTube itself. And... Um, I just don't think you want to go down that road if uh, if you really want to, because I think you will ruin what little goodwill you have left with fans. Um, and that won't save Trek either, because honestly, you need people watching these shows. You need people supporting Paramount Plus for these shows to continue. And... Although I'm excited that we have a season three of Picard that's going to be in the works, I could stop watching Picard tomorrow. You know, if if I really wanted to, if I wanted to take a principled stand on this and go, you know what? You copyright claimed our live stream for playing a trailer muted and having a discussion over the trailer and analyzing the trailer, everything that falls under fair use. Uh you know, that's enough to make me go, yeah, maybe I don't need to support uh, support these shows. Doesn't mean I'll stop supporting some of the other shows, but specifically right now you're hitting me with Trek, and Trek is near and dear to my heart, and Picard is near and dear to my heart uh, as he's my favorite captain. Uh, TNG is pretty much my favorite series next to DS9, and um, I, I just, I don't like, especially when you're a big kind of, multi-million corporation and we are just two people on youtube doing this on our free time not making any money off of this you know i i think if you were looking at a bigger streamer or someone with nine hundred thousand, actually you know what no i take that back i don't even think a person that has nine hundred thousand subs is monetized has ads has ad revenue i don't even think you should hit them with it it should be when it is being fairly used it's being used for analysis. It's being used for crit- critique. You don't mess with those people. They're, they're not abusing the IP. They're not stealing the IP. They're not trying to claim the IP as their own. Much like Star Trek Discovery did with season one in their lawsuit uh, that I don't know how what ended up becoming of that, but where they there were direct comparisons of things that were stolen from an indie video game developer, specifically with the Tardigrade. Um, so just, I hope someone at C, I doubt it, but I hope someone at CBS listens to this 
and understands. Now, I'm not disputing the claim because, as I told Leslie beforehand, I'll save it for something that's more important down the road. Uh, I don't want to waste any any possibility of having something that is more serious come down the road and you know this be in a history of oh well they uh you know they um disputed this and you know they've disputed that and that and they're all futile disputes and they're just trying to whatever you know i'm gonna save those for when i think we truly need to do it but i want you at whoever at cbs to understand you're going to hurt your own ips by doing this behavior again I I'd understand if we were purely watching the whole two episodes of Picard and we weren't talking and we weren't uh, doing any type of commentary and we were showing the full length of episodes and we weren't even showing ourselves on screen. I would say, yeah, you're you're absolutely right to, to come out, come after us with a copyright claim or even a copyright strike at that point. But again, this falls under fair use. YouTube is built on fair use. There has become this growing thing. If you notice the trend from last week, and we are going to do it again this week with a different thing when we talk about No Exit, we are going to have the trailer playing in the background. But if you look at last week's episode, we had the Picard trailer playing. We had the Adam Project playing. We had the Ms. Marvel trailer playing. So we had three trailers, and we had Disney, Netflix, and CBS. Out of the three, if you would have told me I would have gotten a copyright claim, I would have said Netflix first, and then I would have said Disney. I wouldn't have gone straight to CBS. So if Disney can understand... Oh, we even played the Obi-Wan trailer, too. So we had played two Disney Plus trailers and one Netflix trailer and one CBS trailer over a two-hour live stream. And we maybe spent 45 minutes to an hour talking about Picard because we were talking about two episodes. We're going to spend a lot less time this week. And in fact... uh as a forewarning, we might end before our two hours are up here just because we didn't have a whole lot of topics. And that's partly my fault because uh, Leslie, who has been offering uh, up a lot of good ideas and stuff to do and uh, add to the show, messaged me Wednesday or Thursday and was like, so what are we covering? And I'm like, oh, yeah, didn't even think about it. So um, that's on me. But But let's just say, be careful because I think you'll end up doing more harm to your IPs than you will good. Because again, even though we're going to be probably very critical of this episode of, of Picard, um, which has nothing to do with the copyright claim. It's just not that great of an episode. Um, You know, you don't want to have two people who, if you go back and you listen to our season one review, we probably, um, I'd say we probably stood as a black sheep compared to everyone else. All I heard, not, not to say that there wasn't anyone speaking positively about it, but all I heard were people complaining about it, that it was ruining Picard, that it was emasculating Picard, uh, that it was destroying Picard as a character, and it was too sci-fi action-y, and he was doing things contra uh, contradicting his own character throughout TNG, which... Leslie and I both, I think, did uh, excellent analysis of saying, actually, no, this fit, fit really well with his character and with stuff that was established in Next Generation and in the films uh, and even in the ex- extended universe in the books. So um, 
I don't think you want people who are actually talking positively about the show or trying to approach the show with a positive manner by by doing something such as this because it definitely leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yes, it doesn't impact the channel. Yes, it doesn't impact the live stream. It's still up there. But still, it's a principle of matter, and I really think that as a corporation, you need to evaluate your relationship with your consumer base and go, do we really need to do something like that or do we not? Was this really over the line or were we right in what we were doing? So for the future or for if some random CBS employee listens to this because they're bored and they don't want to listen to all the bigger live streamers or podcasts out there, just listen and and take it as constructive criticism as hey maybe maybe we should change things up just a smidge i'm not telling you to change your entire policies but because i do think there's a time and a place to hit with a copyright claim or even a copyright strike this just didn't happen to be it so i don't know if leslie has anything to say on on what i've talked about but um this was purely my ideas only my thought processes on it um because I know when it when it was done, we had no copyright claims. Checked it the next morning after the stream processed, and there it was. So um, it, it just I just think me. it was most definitely a bot that there was no human behind it. I feel like if because there's such a rampant level on YouTube of people like really flirting with the line with the reacting channels and yeah. stuff of like where the line is. Um, especially the music, like music has gotten hardcore with, you know, claiming things that I think it's such an overwhelming amount that it's definitely a bot, an algorithm, you know, and I don't feel like there's any human behind it that, you know, it's, it's uh, like, I'm not irritated or anything. I just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's the computer for you, you know? Yeah. I think, um, though, you know, if if something like Disney and Netflix can understand that, I would think that a, a business like CBS would, you know, that they would be able to have their uh, maybe their algorithm programmed just a little bit of, OK, were they playing an episode or were they playing a trailer? If they're playing a trailer, fine. If they're playing an episode, definitely there's an issue. Uh, so if maybe whoever's behind the algorithm for it could make those slight adjustments because again i can understand if it's a full-length episode yeah um but this was a trailer and this was the second and like last trailer so there's an and there's not even enough context in the trailers because we were even discussing that like when does this xyz part take place within the season and how is the season going to play out that nothing of it was necessarily spoil spoilerish um if i can pronounce the word correctly um yes i am drinking but i haven't had that much to drink yet um sure <laughs> this is only my second drink um but yeah it, it's just one of those things it, it just kind of irks me a little bit it's kind of a principle of matter for me so uh if it happens in the future uh, let, let me tell you, uh, it, it's because like it, it's it's one thing. Uh, let, let's just say this, uh, and I have been really bad at, at checking uh, our email, uh, but you know I get we were getting solicitations from all these independent companies, just even to play trailers for their upcoming independent movies, and if I 
were to start thinking that they might copyright claim for playing their trailer in a manner of promotion. Now, not to say I don't think any of them would do that, but like that's what now I have to be concerned about is could they potentially come after me later or come after us later, hit us with a copyright claim, even though we were doing them the favor of promoting it. Now, again, we're not a big, excuse me, we're not a big podcast. Uh, we don't have that big of a reach, but still, it's like, well, if they're going to, if this company's going to do it, some other company might do it, whether they're big or they're small. It's just, I think you got to have those definitions of fair use. What is allowed? What isn't allowed? Are they crossing a line? Are they not crossing a line? And, uh, you know, put that into better implementation, but that's, that's enough. Uh, uh, like, like I, like I told Leslie, I can make this go about a half hour rant and we're just about, we're a little short of a half hour on the rant. So uh, I'll go ahead and I'll end it here so we can go ahead and talk about Picard um, mm-hmm. since we're on the topic of Star Trek and, and, and such. Um, so Picard, season two, episode four. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, it is just titled The Watcher or Watcher. Rather. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much time we're going to spend on this because I think Leslie and I both were equally meh about this episode. It wasn't terrible, but there there was a lot of ham fisted stuff in it. Uh, there are a lot of moments where I go okay and i think uh to sum it up best with mild spoilers for the episode because honestly i still don't have any idea what's going on the q stuff makes sense the watcher stuff makes no sense whatsoever right now. <laughs> so that's yeah, kind of where i, I got left off with the episode yeah i don't i just feel like this was kind of a plateau mm-hmm. just kind of like the previous episode was a little bit of a plateau we were just kind of we're still in that plateau. I'm waiting for them to like get out of 2024. I feel like maybe next episode. Maybe, Ho- hopefully. hopefully. Although hopefully. they're supposed to be there for three days, so who knows? Well, that's true, so maybe it's another couple episodes. Yeah. I just, I don't really feel like anything's happening. It, it, it's like, it's one of those, like, a lot of stuff is quote-unquote happening in their episode, but nothing's really happening. <laughs> right, right. So, like, I, I, the only thing that really stood out to me was immediately, and of course, like you said, I guess there's already been talk online, but immediately when he says that that's a Guinan and she doesn't know who she, who he is, I'm thinking about time zero. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? But then I, I guess it's the timey, timey-wimey, whatever, Doctor Who, wibbly-wobbly. Because I'm like, okay, well, if this is a different thing and that future never happened, then I guess he never went back to the ancient west at that time yeah and they never met then but at first all that happened when i was watching the episode was it just really threw me off that i was like she doesn't know who he is because i'm like of course she knows who he is she's already they've already met like 100 years ago you know and, and then i'm like oh wait so i had to like stop and like think about it and and that just really completely kind of threw that off yeah, it doesn't the whole quite. Thing... Um, it doesn't quite like mesh in the sense because like the thing I had read was um, actually let me see if I can. I've got it right here because uh, it's a part of the episode trivia on uh, IMDb. Um, just making sure I, I got it correct here. Do 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 do. Um, come on, come on. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, come on now. Okay, 
Guinan first met Jean-Luc Picard in nineteen eighty or in eighteen ninety three rather during the events of Time Zero. However, due to the divergence in time changing the future, the events that led to Time's Arrow never happened for her, and Picard never traveled back in time to eighteen ninety three and met Guinan. This is why Guinan doesn't recognize Picard. So and so within the context of it being the divergence happens in twenty twenty four. Picard in Next Generation was part of the Confederation and never yeah, went back. Never did that, yeah. So that is the explanation. Now... Yeah. In the universe, it kind of makes sense, but I, it's still just, like, watching the show threw me off. So, you know, because there is a little bit of a mislead with uh, with the coordinates um, that send Picard to Guinan. But as soon as he walked in and then he said, Guinan, this was my immediate reaction... No, don't like that. Uh, no. Well, I didn't mean to play it twice, but basically, yeah. Uh, I wasn't... And this is nothing against the actress. I think the actress was fine. Um, but I didn't like that being the thing. Um, more that it was Guinan? That it was Guinan. Uh, one, it feels like it's a crutch. Instead of creating, well, although it's, a, let's be fair, it's a slight crutch because there is a twist. Uh, she is not the Watcher, per se, um, but it, it just, it seemed rote, and it seemed, one, and I, I guess you can say, well, this is because of the divergence in time and everything, but this Guinan doesn't feel like Guinan. At all. Like, even if you go back to Time Zero, Guinan was different. Like, and you could say, well, by 2024, she was jaded. All she saw was all the, the hate in the world and stuff like that, which kind of goes into the, the little bits of the ham-fistedness of social justice issues within the episode. Like, you know, you again, I go back to DS9. DS9 was able to handle social issues with such dignity and grace that it never felt like I was being preached to. This episode felt ultra preachy because, again, as someone of myself who tries to treat everyone with respect, I know these things are wrong. And I think the audience of Star Trek know these things are wrong. The audience that's that uh, that might be perpetrating these types or have these opinions towards others don't watch Star Trek, you know, they, they, they don't. So you're, you're, you're preaching to an audience that already understands these concepts and, and tries to treat people in the right way that, uh, especially, and again, I know this Guinan doesn't know Picard, but Guinan basically attacking him for his whiteness, you know, like going to the, well, of course it's, it's not bad for people who look like you. And it's like, where Picard comes from or when Picard comes from race isn't an issue anymore. And now you are without quote unquote necessarily knowing him anymore at this point, you are attacking him within the same concepts of see, that's the thing that bugs me the most is they want to be critical of the mistreatment of others, but by being critical of the mistreatment of others, they then in some cases go and mistreat others you know, it's just not the others that are being currently mass mistreated. And I know it's within the idea of sending a message. But again, 
those people who watch Star Trek know the message. They understand the message. They kind of espouse the message. And when you go and you do it this ham-fisted, because even when Picard goes, look, they're still good. When we're in that kind of downtrodden area and you have the donations and people are sharing water and helping others out, Guinan immediately is like, eh, it's not enough. And it's it kind of is counter to the message. Any little effort is a start. What A fire starts from a single spark. Go to even Star Wars at that point, basically. Um, Light the spark, ignite the fire. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you're not there to encourage it, and you're not there to see it happen, and you don't try to help others, and you just write everyone off, of course it's going. that flame is going to die. That change is going to die. Because he makes that, uh, that very astute line. Like, i got to give the writers credit for that, is... Change doesn't always come when we want it. And that is 100% true. Change will come. It's just going to be maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line. Look at today. We were not the society today that we were 50 years ago. Wasn't overnight that the world changed. It was a gradual change. So it's those moments and particularly in this episode, that kind of hurt it for me. Like, again, like we talked about last week, uh, Rios being, of course, he's the Hispanic of the group, so he gets to go through the whole ICE detainee and uh, getting shipped to God knows where on the bus and everything. And although I liked the little kind of storyline with him and the doctor, um, yeah, it, it's just like, oh, of course, this is a this is a... You can see the writing. Good writing is when you can't tell the writers are writing it. This is where the writing is literally on the wall. Like it, it's so in your face. Uh, and I like Santiago Cabrera, like, and I feel like he, they are really misusing him this season by making him kind of the f- bumbling fool who gets into accidents, gets tased, you know, and then is getting shipped on, on the bus to God knows where, like, can we treat him with a little bit more respect or, what you know it's it's these things about the episode that kind of really bother me but as a star trek fan one of the things i really like about the episode is the punker on the bus being (laughs) the same actor who played the punk on the bus in star trek 4 now here's where you and i disagree yeah Uh, i just kind of felt like it was anticlimactic because i was like oh it's probably the same guy or it's meant to be reminiscent of that I was just expecting a little bit more when she's like, shut up and stop playing that. I expected him to be like, you know, just not like a total fight or anything, but just like a little more that they would, he would be angry, yelly, and she would like out angry, yelly, you know, kind of like the like roar and then louder roar, you know, and then that would be it. Like, but then he was just like, I just, I just like this song, you know, and I was like, what? So for me, I just really felt like that whole thing was pathetic. See, I liked, I liked that it didn't go that same route. Cause what's the, cause I can tell you right then and there, my mind was going, he's going to turn the music up. They're going to have a fight. And he, and instead he goes, Oh yeah, sorry. I'll turn it down. Like, I just really liked this song. Like it was just, I liked that it didn't go. Cause that was the easy route for them to go. In, in my opinion, like you're already being evocative of, of star Trek four. 
uh, but you're you're doing it a little bit differently. But you yeah. and I will agree to disagree on that. Um, eh, you know. Then you know, there's also kind of still again underdeveloped plot lines. Um, the Picard memories. I'm trying to figure out where these are going, especially because it looked like maybe his mother has mental issues or had a mental breakdown at some point because we get those quick flashes and she's angry and she's throwing stuff. Um, but then we flash to him being a young boy with fear and she, you know, makes the fear go away for him. Um, and then we have, so like, I, I don't understand necessarily at the moment again to reserve mm-hmm. right to judge it on how the rest of the season plays out. Don't know where that's going. And, uh, Girardi and the Borg Queen, like you're yeah. you're setting these things up, but you're not giving enough of a payoff in the episode dis- itself to really justify what you're setting up because you're having this weird back and forth. They're talking about being lonely and blah 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 blah, and then they go, "Okay, we'll do the exchange. You help me, I'll help you." And then Girardi, you know, betrays the Queen, which was part of the conversation for sure about betrayal, but felt like none of that was like it's meant to be important but didn't feel important like much like picard picking up on the 15 like i wouldn't have been paying attention that she she moved 15 pieces on the abacus picked the 15th volume and the 15 1915th year uh, of the pinot noir like I mean, I wouldn't have been looking for that, or I i don't know how he necessarily was looking well, for Well, he already has experience with numbers appearing oh, to true. send you a message. <laughs> three, true. three, or, or whatever, you know. He has experience with that. That's so, true. I don't know. I just kind of, this episode kind of just feels like, so far, everything they've done feels like something that should have been one episode mm-hmm. drawn out too far. Yeah. Whereas, like, last season, I said it's kind of like we're getting one of episode, but we're drawing it out so we see all the parts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what's happening here, only now the parts are kind of, like, meh. So and they're not as interesting as they were last time. Or is it that they overcorrected and they're trying to not stretch out the episodes, but by not stretching out the episodes, they're leaving stuff not fulfilled? I don't know, because I feel like they have a goal in mind of where mm-hmm. they're going to be at the end of the season. They're just, it. I, I don't know, because like I said, like they did a lot, sort of, but also none of it felt like we did a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, no, I it's totally, totally like, agree. Um, like even Rios's whole detention didn't really serve a purpose until they got him on the bus. Like, yeah, it was just. I did like his little, oh, I'm Cristobal Rios. I'm a captain of the USS Stargazer, blah, 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 blah. And then the officer's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. I did like that little bit, but that really served, even his conversation with the doctor at that point, really didn't serve any real purpose or character development. Like, Rios was never really, like, insecure from where he came from or how he came to be. Like, that this isn't a lesson he needs to learn. Yeah. You know, type of thing. And then you have you know, seven and Rafi just joyriding. Like, <laughs> you know, cause like I have to agree with seven at this point when, when she phasers the window and then uses the uh, tricorder to get in the car like or to use the car computer. And she's like, Peter. couldn't, couldn't you have just done that to unlock the car? Yeah. But the phaser was cooler. Like, okay. Yeah. But you, you know, you've got to keep it low key and you just did something extremely reckless 
And and then the whole chase scene really didn't seem to serve a purpose. It's just like, okay, we got to get well, them to. That's where Rios. it's like, if this was one episode, like we would, like last episode, we would have seen Rios captured. Yeah. And like, I'm saying if this was an old episode, like if this is next generation, like the next time we see Rios would be them putting him on the bus or yeah. whatever. And, and things like that, like, because they would have that 45 minute time constraint. Like we wouldn't have all this long drawn out stuff mm-hmm. where that's where it feels to me like last, I feel like last season it worked and this season I'm kind of like, eh, you're not really doing anything here that I really care about. And maybe, um, cause like we're, we're, tr- we're trying to think what they're thinking. Right. So we're, we're trying to yeah. understand what the trying to figure it out. <laughs> context is where, uh, we're trying to, like we did this with Falcon and Winter Soldier, where we're like, well, maybe, maybe the next uh, episode will tie things in uh, together. And that's very possible, especially if next week's episode is the last that we're spending in 2024 and then we're going uh, into the future. Although, honestly, I, I don't know with this Watcher stuff how long we're going to spend in the past because the Watcher... When you get the reveal of who the Watcher is, we won't go into spoilers on yeah. who the Watcher is, but when you get to the Watcher, it's like, what? Like, this well, doesn't well, make this, sense. Well, at this point, I'm feeling like it's not supposed to be the character we already know. Okay. I um, That's my guess. My guess is that it's not supposed to be the, the character that we already know, which try not to give spoilers. Right. You know, I'm trying to think, how do I say this? I feel like it's a separate entity Could because be. of the powers displayed. Well, not only the powers, uh, this will give a little bit of a hint, but the ears. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I feel like it's some sort of separate kind of entity. I don't now, know. And I, I'm like, I know really it's clever, totally. If they wanted to be really clever with it. And since we'd already had a reference to uh, Star, uh, Star Trek four, I was about to say Star Wars four. Um, they would have had a headband. <laughs> but okay yeah. sorry sorry to interrupt you no no no. i was like I, it's totally random but i keep like in my head like thinking about uh, what are i don't remember their race but they're the people who took captain pike from the mm-hmm. pilot episode oh yeah 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 and i'm like i know it's not them the big brains. but i yeah whatever <laughs> they were called that have powers and things like that that i'm just kind of like but you know because you, you're thinking about when we first saw Guinan, but she's like it's not me I was thinking, well, maybe it's another Alalurian, Alalurian, mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, maybe it's another one, like a more aged one, you know? Could be. Something like that. But then we're going with, like, the Watcher. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and, and what? the fact that Guinan is even kind of scared. Afraid of them. Yeah. because yeah, she's like, she's not afraid of Q, yeah. you know, when they meet, you know? Uh, like, and see, and that's, and it, this is where I think they're, they're failing a little bit, is Q is our quote-unquote the villain main antagonist Um, yeah like and we don't really know what's going on with him but we get a little glimpse enough we got a little glimpse and it's like why are you hiding that right like again we got 10 episode seasons so we still got plenty of episodes to go but like we need to see a little bit more of this and i have a feeling we'll see a little bit more of it in the episode and the next episode because of that's kind of where the episode ends uh, mm-hmm. essentially, but, um, did you also catch that the young girl was reading a, a Dixon Hill book basically? Yeah. Cause, and he's doing his weird monologue to himself mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, what's going on, buddy? You know, <laughs> like, 
Are you okay? <laughs> well, clearly we know uh, at least what is going to be impacted, and that's going to be the Europa mission. Well, yeah, because he's wearing that. He's wearing that jacket or whatever. We can assume that this young woman is uh, probably a lead scientist on the project, and that's or something, you know. Uh, and that's whose destiny he's going to change. That Europa was kind of, let's say, the precursor to uh, Cochrane's warp drive before World War Three and the eugenics war, um, which I don't even know if they're still even remembering that that is the cause basically the whole world gets kind of wiped out. Like, you know, Guinan, you want to give up hope right now, but like, cause it's so bad now it's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get a little worse, <laughs> um, but, but then it will be good. <laughs> exactly. And, and Picard trying to get that message across to her and her not really, uh, really understanding that again, makes me feel like this. No, don't like that. Um, no. Of course, I keep wanting to hit replay when I when I want to stop it. Um, but yeah, it's. I just don't feel like this. Although, again, the actress playing younger Guinan is fine. I have no real issues with her, but she's not Guinan, you know. And the divergence in the timeline hasn't happened as of yet for her. May have happened for Picard, Rios, and all of them. That I don't understand again we're getting into time paradoxes timey wimey yeah, yeah like um i don't understand why she's this down because guinan has always been positive and it felt like they were just like we want to do gritty guinan we want to do a Guinan who don't take shit from no one. And it's like it doesn't work for the character like even if you go to episode one of this season that's not Guinan, like that's Guinan in episode one. This isn't Guinan, and I don't care what time paradoxes are coming in there. But if the event hasn't transpired yet, Guinan should not be changed yet. In that sense, like I can understand the time zero thing, whatever. You know, again, because well, yeah, the... it's like if it technically hasn't diverged yet, and there's still three days, mm-hmm. wouldn't she be more jaded or whatever in those? Th- at the three days, like at right. that third day, right. shouldn't she still already know who he is? I don't know. That's getting into like, I'm not a physicist. I don't know. And let me let me tell you this. The writers don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the, you pull up the clip from Avengers. Like, when did you become an astronuclear physicist or whatever? Like last night, you know, <laughs> that's what we need to have that one on tap. <laughs> Let's see. So mean this one? Another portal. That's what he needs. I don't know. I don't know maybe. if it's loud enough. Selvig. He's an astrophysicist. He's a friend. Uh, he has him under some kind of spell. Gotta jump. Hang on. I don't know. Let me, yeah. let me, let me find it while, while we're... Gotta like jump forward to whenever she's... It's Hill. She's like, when did you become an expert? Am I the only one who did the reading? Also... <laughs> Means the portal can open as wide and stay open as long. Let's see if uh, Disney wants. tries to hit us for this. Uh, raise the missing mass. Ship the top tones. Batman is playing Galaga. Probably <laughs> wouldn't notice, but we did. How does Fury even see these? Okay, I can't. I can't quite I'm find exhausting. it. But yeah, we'll, we're in the right spot. We're but in the yeah. right area. I just uh, just can't find quite isolate the clip like I did with the nope, don't like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's 
it's one of those things where like I think that they want to be clever with it, but they're not really thinking about because that was your thing to me after you you watched it before me was time paradoxes and stuff. Like yeah, that. I was so, like, I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out what's how. How it I all don't know. fits, how it all works yeah. out. But I mean, overall, it was just kind of like an okay episode. You know, just like it's okay, it's whatever. I'm waiting. I'm hoping for more and for better, so that I can be like, oh, okay. You know, we we had a couple filler episodes, but this is where we're going. Like, I want to understand who the Watcher is and why, which I'm hoping we'll get more of next episode. You need to keep using a little more of Q, like, because he's probably like I th- I'm trying to think like out of the next generation of quote unquote antagonists. The Borg and Q and then the introduction of the Romulans are like the biggest three that I come to mind, you know. Well, uh, and and here here is truly how this episode, um, since we're, we're, I'm going to do this as a gag, um, but this is how this episode really left. I'm, I missed out on the whole thing, to be honest with you. I was confused by it. I'm very confused by the whole... I, I was very confused by the whole thing, to be, if I'm being honest. You know, that's... <laughs> That's when you get to the end of that episode. I'm just like, what? Because I, I even said that to you. I'm like, okay, basic Q thing, totally get 100%. Makes sense to me. Watcher, I have no idea. So hopefully yeah. we do get those answers with the next one, which is, I mean, I may be harsher in my uh, score on this episode, but like I do with most things, I, I will reserve right to change it when we get the grander context because, you know, with the way the episode ends, they can't not tell us who the watcher is and what they're doing and uh, what their yeah. grand purpose. Like I still like, have to yeah, wonder why they're there. I still have to wonder if it has something to do with like the temporal cold wars, you know, with uh, the stuff from enterprise and everything, but I don't know. Um, that's, that's all I got to um, say is I don't know. Insert shrugging. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, so let's, we're, we've pretty much beat that dead horse. Uh, so I don't know. I'd probably give it maybe a three, two and yeah. a half. You're, you're, you got like me that. with three. Three is, three is pretty much where I land. Like, again, I don't hate it. Um, and see, let's uh, kind of go back to what I was talking about with Discovery. Discovery ruined this for me, and this is why I don't want to spend so much time in 2024. Discovery did something really cool in season one where they brought in the mirror universe and the mirror universe having a real big play on the events of what happened with season one. Problem is it spent like four or five episodes in the mirror universe. And I don't like more than two or three episodes in the mirror universe in any of the older series. And they did too much, spent too much time there lollygagged around and just just was like let's just keep doing it let's let's spend more time there uh why star trek for for the journey home works is it's one two-hour movie you get your beginning set in in the present you go back in the past you have your fun romp in the past and then you end coming back it serves one big giant purpose but if next generation if uh, the original series, if DS9, if Voyager spent an entire season or even half a season in time travel episodes, I would have hated them. Yeah. You know, they knew how to play it right between typically a one to two parter and, and DS9's case, sometimes a three parter. 
um, and kind of going back multiple times over multiple seasons. But they knew not to overstay their welcome, where I'm a little concerned because it's a lot easier to shoot in 2021 or 2020 <laughs> Los right. Angeles than it is to do green screens and effects of San Francisco set in 2400 or whatever. Um, but I just don't want them to have spent a majority of this season in the past because I think that that is a mistake and that can that can cause an issue uh, with with pacing, with storytelling, and ultimately with the overall enjoyment of the series in of itself. Uh, so I think that that is going to do it for our part of the conversation. For that, that. yeah. Um, now, you'll have to bear with me as we go over to No Exit. Um, I watched this a few weeks ago and have not managed to necessarily rewatch it. It was kind of our go-to of, oh, crap, I didn't plan for anything. So I was like, well, I've watched it. And so Leslie can watch it, and then we're good. Yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, I did enjoy it, but it's got some issues. So we're going to discuss that here. And like we talked about, we are going to have the trailer playing in the background just as soon as I get everything moved around here. Um, and Ta-da. I hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, Fox won't hit me with this. But uh, so as IMDb says, during a blizzard and stranded at an isolated highway rest stop. Actually, that's not true. It's a ranger station. In the mountains, a college student, also, Center. also wrong, discovers a kidnapped child hidden in a car belonging to one of the people inside. That's not a very accurate synopsis out on IMDb. It's, it's got the main plot there, but it's got some key factors uh, a little wrong. Now, this was one thing I did not know, as you saw there on the trailer. This is based off of a novel. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping the no novel idea. would be better, but if the novel's core plot is the same as the movie, I... I'm very sorry to the author, but there are huge plot holes. Huge like plot very holes. obvious plot huge, holes. Huge uh, conveniences. Let's oh, just say. yeah. Um, I mean, it's full of them. <laughs> so, uh, but let's, 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 let's get the kind of the good out of the way. I like the setting. I like our yeah. main character as flawed as Darby is. She makes for a very interesting character. Now, however, they don't really, not and this isn't the actress's fault. It's purely the writing of the script for this. Probably better in the book because you can do a lot of things with character thought processes in a book that you can't do in a movie. But her overall arc in the film does not get nearly as much justice and uh, as it should. Um, yeah, like I mean, as it starts out. I'm like, this is our main character, and I'm supposed to care about her? <laughs> I'm like, I do not care about her whatsoever, this attitude brat. But like, as it goes on, probably by the point that she finds, discovers the kid and what she decides to do after, she's more interesting to me then. Yeah. But, you know, again, from a book perspective, I'm thinking you had better have a really good chapter one if that's your main character and how you open, because I'm putting that book down if that's the case. I mean, I'm being honest here. Like, that would not hold my interest at all. I honestly have to think that it probably dealt a little bit more with her pre-rehab and then post-rehab. You would hope something, um, yeah. Or at least spent a little bit more time in rehab, because that, that ultimately is what kind of does a disservice 
to, to, her. to her is it opens up. She's in rehab. Uh, she's a, a heroin addict and uh, she OD'd. Um, and this is like I, I can't, 11th time. I think she said there in the trailer it's, it's, it's a multiple times she's been in, uh, in rehab. So uh, she's obviously not succeeded well. Um, and then she gets the call to her mom's sick and, they won't let her out to go visit her mom, so she decides to break out. Um, but that's all done within about ten minutes. Like, yeah, you barely get to fast. know who she is, except that she's kind of a bitch. Um, yeah, that's why I was like, I'm, "This is our main person. I'm supposed <laughs> to care about." You know. So, um, but I, I like the setting. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge yeah, I mean, fan for, for oh, like a horror or slash like thrilling something very suspenseful. It's a good setting because it it's limiting your options mm-hmm. and making the people feel like trapped. Like they, it's not like, Oh, I'll just go up the street to the Walgreens or, or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, it's got that isolation feel there in the, in the middle of mm-hmm. a blizzard. I like films that kind of take place in, uh, in, in a winter setting like that, much like the thing, uh, silent scream is also one of my favorites because like, you know, okay, you can go outside you're not going to make it far. Like, you know, right. So you have that kind of route taken away from you. And really here is their only, is her only place of security. And as we find out in the film, it's not that secure either. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, and I think um, ultimately another failure is that the rest of the characters also don't really get much development. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something about the, the number of people involved because there's a couple of plot twists. Oh yeah. And let's not give away like all of them, but the first plot twist I think is very good. Yes. The second plot twist kind of puts a nail in the coffin. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Without going into spoilers, um, you know, obviously one of these people is involved with the kidnapping outside of Darby. Darby is our, as we know, is our only innocent involved in this. Um, but we find out that, you know, this girl has been kidnapped. And so one of these individuals is the kidnapper. Then Mm -hmm. we kind of get a nice little plot twist, which be clear, I didn't see it coming. So it was one that really kind of caught me off guard and was like, oh, nice, clever. Like I didn't, my mind didn't go there. Then you get to that second one. It's like, okay, you tried too many times. Like, yeah, yeah. Because when you when you got this circumstance, when you've got this scenario of a blizzard and these five individuals happen to be in the same place and there's this much surprise and coincidence, (laughs) it doesn't happen. It it just doesn't it doesn't need that other plot twist, I feel like. I feel like the writer, this was a point where the writers of the film part, because again, I haven't read the book, I don't know, felt like they needed the next event to move the story along. Like, because we're at like maybe a spot where we feel like we're kind of at a stalemate Mm -hmm. and we needed the next thing. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a better solution to moving it along than what happened. Let's, um, let's say maybe even, okay. Say you still have that, that second plot twist in there and that's, and that's, you know, there, maybe you don't reveal it till the end. Yeah. Something like that. Um, maybe, maybe you keep that kind of as the card you play close to your chest. 
And because, like, we also um, also have a kind of a I, – I have an issue with the ending per se because um, I would have done it a little bit differently without going into spoilers. Um, I, I just think that it gave the happy ending, but it, again, does nothing for Darby's character. Right. In reality, it's she's yeah. she is in the exact same place that she was in the beginning, <laughs> she, literally she and figuratively. Looks, yeah, she at least looks at the end like she's giving an effort this yeah. time and not so attitude. That's the one. Change. And so like chip on my shoulder. She but learned by the, the lesson. Yeah, basically. But by the end of this, I was kind of at the point of disbelief that she could have physically survived everything that happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like. Pretty much by the like the very last probably injury that she got, I'm like she's she's definitely just dead. just like, to give an idea with uh, with no uh, context and no spoilers, a uh, nail gun shot through a hand, and uh, and a uh, really really bad car accident. For I mean <laughs> I might be missing a few things in the in the midst yeah, there's of some that, other but, stuff, but um, still it's like yeah there's there's, well, there's you... two big ones. Do you want to for me to talk about the biggest plot hole that I have an issue with? Uh, I texted you. It, you did. You didn't tell me what it was, but sure, why not? Did, Let I, me see. did I not? Okay. Mm. Well, the plot hole that was the the biggest one for me that I had. Now the you're not most talking about with. the hole in the wall in the bathroom, right? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> not the little hole in the bathroom. It was the fact that um, sometime after second plot twist happens. Characters obviously oh, start you dying. Did tell, yes, you did tell me this. Yes. The guy is all hung up. Mm-hmm. The, the guy, the person, the whatever. I'm like, wait, there's another one. I don't, you know, the our, our villain is all hung up about getting their keys back. Okay. Yep. And I'm like, you have just shot person. Why are you not taking person's keys and just going? Right. Literally. They're dead on the floor. They have a Jeep or whatever out in the parking lot. We see it. Keys. Yeah. Right there in dead person's pocket. You take said keys. You walk outside. You start car. Like, there's just such a huge, like, feels like a neon blinking sign. Like, plot hole. Plot (laughs) hole. (laughs) It's like, this is all quickly over. Because at this point, it pretty much ends the movie and it ends the book. The the person shoots all the rest of them. Mm Mm-hmm takes keys and goes. So that's where it really, I was like, well, I'm out, you know, mentally um, I'll start scrolling on Facebook, going through reels on Instagram. Like, let me, let me ask you this. Cause again, I'm going to give another injury without context for another character. Um, nail in forehead. <laughs> Do you try to move that person with said nail? In no, forehead? never. Okay. Okay. Never you sit like sit down. Now now what's uh, in a chair or again something. without without saying what happens in the scene, I looked away for like half a second and missed what <laughs> and happened. <laughs> and then I looked over and I'm like, wait, what? And what? then yeah. and then I by context I figured out what happened and I'm like idiot. <laughs> like Yeah, why? like that was really stupid. <laughs> um but outside of that, I think the cast. So what? Where this film really has its problems is in its writing. Um, the yeah. acting, I think, was fantastic. I, I really liked Darby. Uh, you know, of course, most people might go, "Well, you think everyone's acting is fantastic?" No, I, I watched <laughs> some really bad horror films that I know. I know bad acting, so this is typically on par or average. It's pretty with, good, with yeah. decent acting. 
Uh, I think the cast was fine. I think they all worked really well together. The creepy guy is really creepy. Uh, you know, the charming guy is really charming. And the couple is a cute couple. Like, mm-hmm. everyone plays their characters really well. But, again, it fails with the writing. Too many conveniences. Too many plot holes. Uh, too many contrivances. Too many missed opportunities. And it too much of that really took away from the movie. Um, oh yeah it's like one after the other after the other that's like I sincerely hope that the best-selling novel or whatever is far superior to this film and you know I'm I'm still willing to read the book like I I'm interested enough in the concept and the idea to see because most times see if it's books are typically better than the films well and it's like they have more time to flesh it out Mm -hmm. but I feel like if the writers adapting the novel could have definitely focused on more character driven. I feel like they were very focused on, we've got to make like a horror slash thriller slash suspense. And they were very focused on making that happen and not focused on character driven. Yeah. Cause I think if it had really focused on the characters, it would have been better. It could have turned out better. Right. Um, even with that plot hole where I'm like, you said you want to leave, take dead person's keys and go. <laughs> well, cause like my, my mind even goes to uh, the, the thing that pretty much sets this all up and not, no, not Darby's uh, time in rehab or her mother being sick. Oh yeah. The kidnapping event in of itself. I think it's yeah, of the kids. So poorly explained and quickly rushed that yeah. uh, it, it, again, it ends up hurting the film overall because it's like, well, we got to explain and we got to explain plot twist two uh to make you understand but again it's like it's too convenient like yeah what how does this happen like don't you plan things for two different days because like we also don't even know how long like for the most part we don't know how long this girl's been kidnapped right and so Mm -hmm. it's like well when do the kidnapping events take place when do the events here at this take place how much is that space in between and then there's also the kind of wrench in the thing of the uh, she's diabetic or something she has some type of health has, issue where she has she to has an shot. adrenal she has an adrenal gland issue mm-hmm. something about like the more agitated she gets and the more adrenaline is in her system the worse she gets is do they call it addison's maybe but she has that particular issue that she needs medicine for yeah and the fact that at no time prior to the events of the film that there was any type of problem, which when you think about it, hmm, I think my adrenaline's going to be pretty high the entire time I'm being kidnapped. <laughs> when I'm getting kidnapped, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, I, I bet the book is a little bit more uh, in-depth. And, and again, character choices, you get to hear the character's inner thoughts. We get to understand personal motivations a little bit better. Whereas they tried to fit this in under a two-hour runtime, and we're just like, okay, let's let's just jump right in. We'll have this <laughs> tiny little slow point, and then we're just going balls to the wall. Okay, she yeah. finds the kid in the van, confides, then shenanigans happens. Um, right, and then when we get to the ending, and we said like she's literally in the same place, that transition to the end where it transitions to the painting on the wall mm-hmm. and she's literally in the same spot. I was like, are you going to tell me this was her dozing off during the meeting? <laughs> because it's literally the exact same where we started with her. I was like, are you 
flipping kidding me if you're going to do it was all a dream. I might have given it more points for that. <laughs> well, it's like at least I mean they didn't, but I was right. like, really? I mean, really? at least that would have been clever and it would have made up for all of the contrivances and coincidences. Like, of course, someone with with a a, a drug disorder um having, you know, well, that's what I thought. I was like, they're going to do it's all a dream and they're going to find out that, that she like took something or snorted something before the meeting. Like, yeah, see, and that was a scene that I had an issue with um, early on at the, at the beginning of the film when she pulls off to the side of the road and uh, she fiddles with the, the little bit of heroin she has or whatever drug she has. And then we get, I assume, as a flashback or a dream. Yeah where she ODs and then her mom and her sister are outside the car banging on her car. And then she wakes up and it's the cop knocking on the window. But like, right. Again, we point, have no I'm context. Like, did she die? Right. Like, and this is the all continuation in again, her head. That would have made it more interesting too, that this is a purgatory, <laughs> right. In paying a right. penance. But right. like, it's just one of those things where I think they, they took like a lot of different, like strangers on a train, Alfred Hitchcock ideas. And we're like, Oh, let's, Let's do this. And what about if we do this? And hey, everyone's seen Murder on the Orient Express or Red Murder on the Orient Express. Like, again, Murder on the Orient Express, there's a reason why all the same people are on the same train. Like, there, right. there, there's no contrivance there. there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, like, but this, it's like, how do these five random people, and most of them have all of these maybe interconnecting connections, uh, end up in the same place at the same time on the same night in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, I don't know about that. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't quite feel, um, feel natural. It feels Real, very yeah. forced. And again, like we said with, uh, Picard, it's where you can see the writers working like them just trying <laughs> to come up with the idea of why all these people are here. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of it, like you said, even like nail gun, they're kind of yeah. like, what can we do to limit gun? So that we have really used this really cool nail gun, yeah. like you know, it's it's it feels more like how can we do this cool thing than like how do we make the story and bring the story to life from the book to the screen? Right. Um, well, I don't have much to say unless we were uh, unless we were to spoil some stuff, and I, I don't really intend to spoil on it. But yeah, I mean, unless you want us to tell you the spoilers. <laughs> No, nah, I think we'll leave it up to leave it up to the audience this time. We've done spoilers yeah, a few times is, before. Uh, this is one that where I would say like, if you like mystery, suspense, slight horror, this isn't really very much horror. No, I mean this is a, I'm like you got to go see it now unless you've read the book. If you've read right. the book, watch it because you'll read probably book, get a lot more out of it. If you've got but, Hulu, yeah, you know. but yeah, it's not like if you're. If you're sitting there, you know, doing the scroll game, trying to figure out something to watch, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. But like, if you're like, should I change my Saturday night plans that I planned on watching X, Y, or Z? No, right. don't waste your time. <laughs> go ahead and watch what you already planned to watch. And you and know, this this, uh, this in the queue. This little scene here that just kind of played here that was a, another point that like bothered me is like, she gets the call from her sister, like legitimately from her sister. Even the attendant like knows it's from her knows. sister, and yeah. then she's like. My mom's sick. Like, can I get a day pass? Come on. You're just trying to get out of the program. It's like 
Her sister, like you talked to literally her sister. Just, yeah, you literally talked to her sister and interrupted her and said, no, this is very important. Exactly. It's an emergency. That's what I was just about to say. It's not good. Like you you tell her it's not good. And you're right. like, yeah, you're just trying to weasel out. You set up when you have no phones, except one of the, of course, one of the patients has a phone. Because um, again, right. plot, plot device is plot device. Um, but yeah, it's just like, come on. You guys knew before she answered the phone and talked to her sister that there was a problem there. Now you're right. like, well, we can't without your doctor's approval. Well, but it's Friday, and so your doctor's not going to answer. Well, you can't call a damn cell phone. Like, you can't right? be like, hey, like, we got a special situation here. This that's patient, kind of one of those jobs where you would expect somebody to be on call. Right. Like, right. Not, not even just to be on call, just to be like, uh, you know, okay, yeah, your sister called in. We called her back. We, could, we talked to their doctor. Like we we like we confirmed your mom is sick, her, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I would have even done that prior. Like, uh, if I were the attendant on the phone, I'd be like, uh, "Can I? Are you at the hospital? Can I speak to your mother's doctor? Can I can you know get your doc her doctor's name? Can I get the name of the hospital you're in? Okay, all that's good. All right, we'll talk to her. We'll get her on the phone. We'll set up a plan to get her out to you. Like, yeah, something. It just seemed again. It was just like a plot device to get her to break out of the rehab to go see her mother, and then of course get her stuck here at this uh, at this place. Um, so yeah, you know, not much else to say about it. Kind of again, you got nothing else on the docket to watch. You don't. You don't know. It is a, a fairly decent mystery thriller to watch. Um, you know, it's it's it doesn't do anything new uh it's it's a lot of kind of rehashed ideas mixed into one um but enjoyable and again it's it's an hour and 45 minutes hour 46 minutes so it's not going to take up a huge chunk of your time um and yeah you know uh, i think uh i think for the most part people would enjoy it um and uh for a score i think i'll stick with what i did with picard i think i'm going to give it a three uh, yeah, that's just five. what I was thinking about. I'm like, eh, three, 2.75. <laughs> I can say I didn't hate watching it. Um, I didn't feel like I wasted my time, even though it's it clearly has issues. But eh, it was a fun little movie to put on a, on a Sunday, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. just definitely check it out. I did have an idea of one other subject to talk about. Um, this okay. one might have to do volume, might get us in trouble. Uh, but I, I, uh, well, don't release it on YouTube if you don't want people to talk about it and react. I don't know if you saw, okay, well, also let me, um, let me be clear. This is a spoiler. If you have not seen a deleted scene, I didn't watch it. Okay. I saw Um, it out there, but I didn't watch it. I'm going to go ahead. Pause it right now. If you have not seen the Batman, go disappear for a few minutes i mean you could probably just go ahead and tap out right now um because <laughs> this will be the last thing we're going to discuss about um but i saw this very intrigued by it um figure we can kind of pause and play as as the scene is going on it's about a five minute uh clip uh we will i'll make sure that i have uh youtube pulled up over here in case i start seeing copyright issues um and uh, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and do this. So you you have not seen this yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure I'm seeing everything. Oh, that's okay. That's what that is. 
Um, it's weird. I'm seeing us over in YouTube studios. Uh, all right. And uh, personally, um, as soon as this starts playing, um, I think that this should get added back into the phone on home Where release. Where would this have been added into? So this would have been added in... Um, this would have been shortly... This would have at least been after the commissioner's death. Um, so, I'm just like, is this when he went to talk to Riddler? No, 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 or no. Or before. No, no. This is way before. So, like, okay, like so I said, he's this still is, trying to figure things out. This is uh, shortly okay. after the uh, the commissioner's death by the Riddler. And he's okay. trying to... So, I liked how Matt Reeves kind of... Um, said his intention for the scene. And that was um, silence of the lands, Clarice going to Hannibal Lecter for, uh, you know, advice on how to identify the killer in silence of the lambs. So that's kind of the whole purpose of this is he's gone to Arkham to discuss with this character. Um, Again, if you have not backed out yet, back out now, if you have not seen the Batman Uh, again, Big, big spoilers, because it is a, a thing near the end of the film. It uh, doesn't ruin any plots, but it does ruin kind of some special stuff that you would have ruined for you if you have not seen this yet. I also think one of the very clever things that Matt Reeves does with this scene is how much he obfuscates the straight-on look at this character. Uh, So you you never get the full... You do get some close-ups, but a lot of the early shots here are all kind of blurred uh, as he's in the background and Batman's more in the foreground. Oh, sorry about you, isn't it? There's a serial killer. I want your perspective. First anniversary paper. And I like also he is using the um, the I original inspiration, which is the man who laughs. Uh, it's a Connor Veidt, I think, uh, film, which is about a rictus grin um, that a man is born with. Kind of using that concept in the design. At least seem to be somewhat good on the YouTube end of things. <laughs> like so far, so good. Yep, not seeing anything yet. <laughs> it's violence. It's so broke. And I definitely suggest that again this gets added in the home release of of the of so Batman because I do feel like this is kind of key and important and makes that final scene in the film make more sense yeah, as to why he showed up mm-hmm. Somebody. 
And I actually like, uh, I didn't know if I would like this actor doing this character, but he actually, I've, the more I watch this, this is like my third time watching it. Uh, I like him more. Oh, no. This is very, very personal. He feels these people have all wronged him. Probably goes way back. Unhealed wounds, stolen much money. That's what I'm talking about. You get Where's kind of that blurred me? look. Like, you get an idea. Well, yeah. so, He's a fan of yours? Without straight up showing you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's got a grudge against you, too. Maybe I can see people getting annoyed with it after a bit. Kind of like... Any theory? Like, we all know. Why can't we just see his face? Mm-hmm. But, again, like, wait wait for the end, I guess, of the clip is, is more of what to say with that. But yeah. is different. I mean, I won't be surprised if we get hit with a claim after the fact that this stream processes, but again, not going to refute that one, and I'm going to give them this one, because we are kind of playing a straight-up thing from it. Like in full, yeah. yeah. You two have so much in common. Masked Avengers. So he's even more righteous. <laughs> Afraid he makes you look soft. <laughs> See, it's like that, that kind of looks on the back of his head. Like, it makes you just kind of yeah. wonder what happened. Yeah, because obviously, and his hands are all burnt, mm -hmm. too. It's still kind of bloody. I think you don't really care about his motives, whether he loves or hates you. I think somewhere deep down, you're just terrified. Because you're not sure he's wrong, huh? You think they deserved it, huh? You think they deserved it. <laughs> so, yeah, you do get kind of a better look. Him there, him. you know, you get the slow like with the look at the eyes, and then you move down to the mouth. So you don't really ever get to see him fully, but you do kind of get the idea of what he looks like. Yeah, the 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 makeup, like you said, it has that inspiration from from the Grim, but it also looks like he got like I'm, I'm thinking about um, Michael Keaton Batman when he is like dropped into that vat. Like he oh, actually yeah. like looks like he's been dropped into a vat of something and burned and has those burns and things like on him. Yeah. It, um, I think, and like, not just coming out perfect <laughs> smiling Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I think like in his, his mentality is, uh, he has him, you know, have some form of a birth defect. And then of course we don't know as, uh, in fact, as he says there in the scene, like, Oh, it's almost our anniversary. So we know, that they have met up, that there has been something. We don't know if, you know, he fell into Ace Chemicals or not. We can assume he did or, or had some type of reaction or some type of thing happen to him that uh, caused this issue. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those scenes that, like, maybe other people don't think it's that needed, but I liked it. And I think that, again, it puts that final scene into greater context because, like, prior you just don't even know that he's around and this goes yeah. kind of like oh okay like 
you know, cause it gives more of that kind of idea that he's been around for two, Batman's been around for two years. Right. And I think the only thing I could think of is maybe the studio's like, well, we don't want to really confirm or get your hopes up for a, another movie, like mm. a sequel. Whereas I feel like this would very much feel to me as I'm watching it, that there's going to be a sequel. Let's see. I mean, regardless of whether there is or not, but if like, if I'm watching this in the movie, I'm like, Oh, you know, he's going to come back. They're going to do something. Excuse me with Joker. Let's see. Because like I I would be feeling like I don't know, I that I'd be kind of expecting it or hoping for it. Um Let's see. There's a really cool, creepy creepy cool scene. That was the scene that was meant to introduce this guy and to tease the audience to go like, oh my, he's here too. Uh what's what's this going to be? And then it seems to it seems so delicious in the story since we already uh, set him up to have him at the end of the story completion of the Riddler arc be that he was, uh, he was in the cell next to this guy. Um, oh, come on. Yeah. There was something he, uh, there was something he had said about why he, uh, why he wanted it. He, like why he removed it. Oh, well, um, why you look for that? This just reminded me of a little uh, reel that I saw that I was just thought was really fun. You know, it just gives you a chuckle, you know, at like 10 o'clock at night when you're scrolling, where the guy was like, now I need to ask all the Twilight fans, do I have to watch all the movies before I see the Batman? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, he's like, or can I just watch the first one? And I was like, you know, just chuckle, not like a bust out laugh out loud, but like <laughs> chuckle, you know, you get a like. Uh, just thought of that because we're watching this he felt it was not necessary as he felt that amid the complex narrative taking out such a scene kept the story moving in a way it needed to now that ultimately again that's like that's his choice he's the director it's his film i personally maybe again this is coming from someone who's probably like i i want to see that character like all the time (laughs) so you know part of that me but like it's i like that when he when he talks about the it within context of um kind of being a hannibal lecter clarice sterling type of situation where uh you know he batman is going to this guy for advice to help develop an mo and figure out who this guy is there's something about that that i really like and i think that had it been entered into the film i don't think it detracts from the story and i don't think it slows the story down i am surprised as for most deleted scenes they're not that long that it is a five minute scene you know like it, there's mm. enough that goes on there and um that I, I i'm like okay fine do your quote-unquote director's cut and you know add it in there have that I, in yeah i i think a lot of people want that to be in the grander context of <laughs> do your lord of the rings extended edition or, <laughs> that in or we could just start the, uh, we can start the release the reeves cut you know uh but yeah i i uh i've that's again like my third time watching it i'll probably watch it a few more times Uh, i really like that scene i really like what the actor does with it and it kind of hypes me up to where we might see him in the future you know with a batman sequel uh i kind of like this universe and uh even though i like the snyder verse and i like everything that's kind of established there and set up there I do like this world and I would like to see other of the DC heroes show up in this world and see what kind of Reeves universe for DC would look like. Take on them. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it's like Warner Brothers allowed Reeves to do what Snyder was trying to do. But instead of doing it with multiple characters, they said, okay, you're going to focus on this one character. Yeah. <laughs> establish him, establish his world, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, then whereas, we'll figure it out. <laughs> whereas with Snyder, they're like, okay, do your Superman movie. Oh, wait, Avengers just came out? Okay, now you got to do Justice League. So, yeah, you know, it kind of, kind of hurt him in the end. But uh i can't think of anything else to to put on the docket uh, i don't know if you know we have any upcoming shows that we're gonna start some um, we got Moon popping Knight. in i was gonna say yeah like that's coming up and obi-wan and obi-wan and then uh dr strange uh before too long eventually as well. eventually miss marvel so mm-hmm. i think moon knight would be the next one so we'll be doing like Picard and Moon Knight? Mm-hmm, probably. Uh, and then maybe one movie in there, uh, depending on what's yeah. out. And uh, I know Morbius comes out next week. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get out to see it or not. And then I will be seeing Sonic 2 with my nephew as we went and saw <laughs> the, the first one together before the pandemic uh, and the lockdowns hit. So, uh, you know, it's going to be kind of nice to go see that together. Uh, he really enjoyed the first one. And I enjoyed the first one. Uh, again, you know, this is the one thing like I know I keep promising my toxic fandom video, uh, but you know, it's just finding time to do it with everything else that's on the docket with my, my, well, other we'd life. end up on, on one of the weekends where you just have to skip a live stream and just take right. the two hours to work on it. Um, but this is a, this is the thing of where a studio listens to its fan base. And that's why like Sonic, although not perfect, earned my ticket and earned my purchase of it because they released that first trailer and let's see if I can if I can pull it up uh, here to remind everybody uh, what Sonic originally looked like for their film. <laughs> uh, I was trying to yawn and laugh at the same time. <laughs> it looks pretty uh, pretty um terrible. Oh, even 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 <laughs> this is the the perfect one to even transition to. Uh, once I get over here, uh, nope, wrong key. This. <laughs> Remember, that's what he originally was going to look like. And after the backlash uh, from fans and uh, people not liking that at all, rightfully so, um, we end up, and this, this will give you the better comparison even, uh, and it actually is a better, better looking picture. This is what we ended up getting. Yeah, and, he does look much better. Um, you know, that's that's what when fans are asking something from a studio or or being vocal about something they don't like. This they the director, the studio, they said, "Okay, we're going to delay it for 6 months. We're going to fix this. We heard you." And mm-hmm. they earned earned so much goodwill from from doing that and earned a lot of people's money for for doing it and i mean i remember it ended up being uh, a higher grossing film because like you look at the nose is completely different the mouth yeah. the eyes the fur. the texture yeah um it, it is just it, the one it seems like they were trying to do too real yeah like yeah. to make it look too real so you can see all the fur like because we know he's furry but right. like it felt like they were trying to show you all the fur and like every little, like he's an actual real animal when it's like, well, he's not yet. When, uh, when what people are really looking for 
is to be as accurate as possible to Sonic. I mean, yeah. like, no one wants to see a realistic version of Sonic. People want <laughs> to see... You know... They want to yeah. see this. This is what they want to see. You right. Know? Um, and, and CGI. And, I mean, hey, they did fine. They made these blue. That's fine. Like, I don't have an issue with his arms being blue. Because that right, that right there looks weird. This is from Sonic 3. But, um, you know, that's what people were expecting was something like this. And then you go to that original design, you go, no. One, it's horrifying <laughs> to look at. Um, and two, it, it's just so it's such a departure from what the original design looked like. And it, it, and in my opinion, it's it's kind of also disrespectful to the original creators of Sonic. Uh, you know, I can be fine with Jim Carrey being Eggman and Eggman not being, uh, you know, a huge fat bald guy. But, um, you know, and that's, you know, Tails looked great when Tails shows up and, and Knuckles looks great. So I'm very excited for that film. I'm expecting it to be pretty good as a follow up. And uh yeah, so that's some of the stuff we got up to talk about here in the near future. Uh, definitely excited for Moon Knight, um, especially the last little mini trailer I saw, which makes him basically like Jason Bourne, essentially, um, <laughs> with multiple personality disorder. Um, the one thing I don't like, I don't know if you heard this, the one thing I don't quite like about it is they're saying that it's kind of disconnected from the MCU. Um. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it depends on... Because at, at this point, you do kind of want to feel that they're all sort of connected. Right, right. Yeah, you don't want to... There's a point of making it disconnected, like, to, to use as an example now, the Disney Plus uh, streaming shows of Daredevil and, and Luke Cage and all them, they managed to feel connected, but again, they didn't like try to overdo it and couldn't overdo it. So that's why when you look at okay, when do these take place? I still put them in right after Battle of New York, but before Age of Ultron. So, um, you know, all of the stuff that sh that happens there can be isolated and stuck in just this one part of New York. And there you go. If that's what they want to do with it and be like, okay, we'll name drop a few things here and there. Maybe we'll talk about the battle, uh, you know, the little uh, battle in New York on Christmas um, and leave it at that and maybe talk about, uh, an accident at the the Statue of Liberty. And, yeah, you know, some some tiny little things just to pass it on the background to show us you are still in the same world, but not yeah, relying on characters to show up. Yeah, I don't feel like in order to show that you're in the same world, it has to be a big thing. It can just be so something that's on the TV that they walk past. Right. You know, like you do that selling TVs that are all stacked in the <laughs> window. That old trope. You know, it's just, just something. It doesn't have to be a huge, like, look, we're connected. It could just be like, oh, hey, there's the newscast from Hawkeye, you know, right. talking about something going on. Like, it's just little things like that. Or even Kingpin still at large or something, you know, yes. like some some tiny yeah. little things. You don't need to. So, you know, that if you're like, disconnected that way, totally fine with it, you know, like. But if you're going to oh. be like, yeah, we're having no in-world references at all. We're just focused on Mark Spector and that's it. And it's like. Mm, no we'll see yeah but i'm not i mean i'm not worried for the show at all i think the show is going to be going to be fine and you know you got oscar isaac and uh you know i typically enjoy everything he's in uh although it's it's funny he actually turned out to be that way because when i saw him originally first movie i remember seeing him in was uh uh oh god why am i sucker punch 
And his character is such a jerk and evil guy that I'm like, I never want to see this guy ever again. <laughs> ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes do you ever have that where it's like an actor plays a character mm-hmm. and the and they play them so well, like Cersei and Game of Thrones is mm-hmm. a good example they play the character so well, you're like, I never want to see your face again. Or... <laughs> it's like, and, I, and you try to separate him out because it's like, I'm so sorry, I know you're an actor, you're doing your job so well, but I, like, cannot look at you. <laughs> or you're Sean Bean and you just get killed in everything you're in. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Hey, we almost made the full time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, we'll we'll be back next week. Well, probably next week. We'll see. You know, maybe, yeah, we'll maybe, see. We'll see if anything <laughs> That might comes be the break week. That's going to be the break week so that you can do the fandom video. Well, and uh, depending on some things I can't go into detail about, you know, depending on if there may be some transitions I'm going to be making in my life, that would also be hopefully made aware Impacting. of this week and would impact some things. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But, you know, as always, just follow our social medias. We'll post it out on there if we're, if we're going to be live. And uh, we appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with us, whether it was here in the live stream or if you're listening to us on replay, always appreciate it. Uh, and we will talk to you guys uh, next time.